Hello everybody, this is your host Fahrenheit and welcome back to the second episode of Detective Marvel. So in today's show, we will be going over The Flash Season 7 Episode 5 titled Fear Me. Now before we get into this podcast, there is a couple things that you should know. Um, First off, that we just got accepted in Apple Podcast. So that is a very huge accomplishment, I think, on my part, and I love being on here. Um, I am also on, uh, I believe, iHeartRadio, that podcast, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And I will try and get on to as many podcasting apps as I possibly can. I'm uh, actually in the process of uh, going into uh, the Spotify region and uh, putting my podcast on there. So, uh, yeah, uh, you pretty soon you'll be able to listen on anything that runs podcasts. And I hope to be looking forward to all your newcomers uh, listening in. So, um, before we get into the episode... <clears throat> There are a couple things that this uh, episode and last episode were, in my opinion, I think going up and trying to build the building blocks uh, towards. And I think that's the uh, different uh, forces, like the Sage Force, Still Force, and Strength Force, and all the other ones that are there. So, um, yeah, the first of these alternative forces is called the Sage Force, which in the comic Zoom, a.k.a. Hunter Zolomon, has uh, learned to wield against uh, Barry Allen and Wally West. Uh, and if you do not know who they, they are, Barry Allen is the original Flash, and Wally West was Kid Flash. And then when Barry Allen died in Infinite Crisis, then Wally took over... <coughs> excuse me. He took over uh, the Flash's title, becoming the brand new Flash. And then once Barry Allen came back to life, he became his own Flash. And I I can go into them uh, into more detail later. Um, so he immediately utilizes another energy he calls a Strength Force, which appears to have the capability... Uh, to incapacitate both flashes. The introduction of these new concepts comes on the heels of the recent acknowledgement of the Still Force in Justice League. Uh, Not to mention the already known concept of the negative speed force that uh, Zoom uh, carries. Um, So how do they fit into what we already know? Uh, So the Sage Force implies a connection to magic and uh, mystic Mysticism. Mysticism. I don't know why I couldn't uh, say that. Um, although Zolomon's use of it uh, seems more along the lines of some kind of mental or mind power, uh, the strength force, though, seems a little more straightforward as uh, Zolomon effortlessly pushes both flashes away with this energy's power and even seems to grow uh, a pair of Ben Grimm's like, forearms on the issue's uh, final page to empathize his newfound strength. Uh, its enhancement of Zoom is apparent, but what kind of impact might the strength force actually have on the DC multiverse and the CW's Flash as it, uh, is, uh, they're trying to make it apparent in this uh, TV show. So based on Zolomon's usage, the strength force can be inherit- inferred 
to having a similar statue to that of the Speed Force, and thereby serving as uh, one of the pillars of the DC Comics reality. As uh, one of three known uh, legs of uh, Speed slash Sage slash uh, Strength Foundation, and like the Speed Force, it would uh, serve as one of the critical engineers that power the reality of the multiverse and drive how it functions. In uh, modern continuity, the Speed Force is considered to be the fuel that powers the passengers of time itself. And this is the energy that Barry and the other speedsters like Jesse Quick, uh, um, Wally West, and others uh, use when they, they tap into. That's how they uh, use their powers. So if the uh, Speed Force powers the movement of time, what would be the corresponding function of Strength Force? The term strength implies an ample level of force, and in scientific terms, force is a byproduct of mass. Is the strength force perhaps a building block of matter itself, and by extension, the force that gives all matters matter its mass? Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so, uh, if a disruption in the speed force impacts the movement of time, perhaps a similar disruption in the strength force would impact the state of matter such as its mass, uh, molecular attraction, gravitational properties, and who knows, who knows what else. The destruction of either force would result in either the stoppage of time or the disintegration of anything physical. Regardless, the loss or absence of either of these forces would essentially lead to the end of all existence. So, um, that being said, uh, I think it's very great and awesome that the CW is implementing these forces into the TV show. And we did get a little more on strength than Sage, but that's where I think Psyche is who Psyche is. She is um, the guardian of like how um, the Speed Force uh, has a almighty god that in this TV show it is re- represented as Barry Allen's uh, deceased mother, Nora Allen. Um, I think she is a big part to play, Psyche. And this Fuerza character, she, I think, represents the strength force. And Cisco names her because in Spanish to English translation, it means force or strength. So, yes. So, last week... The Flash took a bit of a breather, or as much of one as possible. The majority of the episode was mainly focused on checking in on Barry and Iris's emotional state. And if you do not already know, Iris's is Barry's uh, kind of like sister, but he loves her and they got married, which I don't know, I think is a little weird, little goes on to incest a little bit, but as long as they're happy, I'm fine, and just for everyone, that's a joke, because they aren't really siblings or related to any kind, it's when uh, Barry, Barry's mother gets killed by uh, the reverse flash, uh, his father goes to jail because everyone thinks that he done it, and Barry says, nope. Uh, he did not kill him. It was a big ball ass light of uh, lightning. And so uh, the detective Joe West took him in as one of his own. And that's how uh, Barry and Iris actually first meet. Uh, yes. So, um, of course, uh, because they were mainly checking in on Barry and Iris's emotional state, 
that changed in the last few minutes with the introduction of the hulking beast, aka as I uh, said, Fuerza. As of this episode, thanks to Cisco, who was impervious to an antimatter bomb. When Abracadabra was trying to blow up the city, he was like, fuck, uh, Barry did that uh, talk no jutsu, like Naruto is very famous of. If you do not know what talk no jutsu is, it is basically a jutsu that the fans made up for Naruto to try and contribute the fact that pretty much every single villain that Naruto fought, he pretty much talk them from becoming evil to become good which um yeah i think that's pretty cool so uh yes tonight's episode fear me added another piece of the fraser puzzle with the introduction of psych now psych i believe is the guardian of the sage force and a little synopsis on that, that's pretty much like mind and telepathy and manipulation. And as uh, you'll hear later, that had a big part to play in uh, last Tuesday or this Tuesday's uh, episode. So if I scroll down a little here. Uh, so when the episode begins, Barry, who is who looks like he's tired because he... And as Iris would say, he hasn't slept in a couple days because he's been trying to track down this Fereza character, um, which is what Cisco again, was talking, taking uh, uh, because he made a kind of meta joke that She-Hulk was already taking or taken. And if you did not know, She-Hulk is Marvel and we are in D.C. Um so they were trying to track him down or her down. Hey, to be honest, first time I saw Fereza, I thought that looked like a whole ass dude. Apparently it's a girl. So they were trying to track the girl or the whatever the hell she is uh, with a geothermal isotope she leaves in her wake. And I think that might be a big play because they could also, I am pretty sure if I remember correctly, they could do that same with Psyche. So there's definitely has to do something with those geothermic isotopes. Um, but as he gets distracted, uh, Cisco introduces him to Caitlin and Frost. And so pretty much ever since I think the third season, um, Caitlin had this all, or uh, in the continuity, she had it all her life. But we really weren't introduced to her, uh, her split personality until I think after season it was somewhere during season three or four or it might have been actually two when uh, Barry gets caught in the mirror and then uh, Caitlin freezes it when nobody's looking. But pretty much this whole time, uh, they've been have separate separate minds, one body. And yeah, they uh, pretty much all of season six was just uh, Caitlin letting Killer Frost take the role. And after, as they, they said in the... Uh, uh, this Tuesday's episode that uh, when they got blasted by the Mirror Monarchs um, blast, it just created a new... It was basically just uh, some ploy to get C Caitlyn and Killer Frost uh, separated. So, uh, yes, now they're separated. And, uh, yeah, they it was a, kind of like not the post-credit, but it was like the last scene in uh, last week or last episode. Um yeah, and Caitlin believes that this is the result of them being shot by Mirror Monarchs gone uh, two episodes ago. 
so that was technically the season finale of season six, but with this whole pandemic, they had to cut it short, and now the it was introduced as season seven, I, episode three, I believe. Um, but their discussion was interrupted, though, because a colorful lightning storm erupts in the middle of Star Labs lounge and the speed force materializes in the form of you guessed it nora allen and collapses in barry's arm clearly fruesa got her and i just think that's like what like because i mean i know they did revive the speed force but it's everyone thought i at least i didn't think we would ever see nora allen again at least or maybe it would be someone else uh, taking the place uh, or the physical form of Speed Force, um, but then after that it cuts to commercial and we have to wait like five minutes to see what the hell's going on, and she kind of, Nora Allen kind of or I should I'm just gonna call her Nora. Uh, Nora pretty much sits out of it the rest of the episode until like I don't know ten minutes before the last episode or before the credits aired. So, uh, while Nora rests in the medic bay, Barry and the team uh, turn their attention to the latest threat terrorizing uh, Central City. It, it, like, I don't know, the costume just looks really, <laughs> it looks really fucking weird. But, uh, yeah, it's a psychic who can channel and amplify everyone's fears. Unfortunately, unfortunately uh, neither Barry nor the rest of the team flash is a match for him. See, and that's weird because it sounds, I thought it sounded like a girl, but like I got the two shits mixed up. I thought Fruerza was a dude, but it was a girl. And I I thought Psych was a dude or a girl, but just using like a low, like kind of to modify her voice, but it's actually a dude. And I'm like, wow. So, uh, yeah, during their first encounter, uh, Barry, uh, Barry puts the, uh, meta cuffs on Psyche, who, uh, yeah, if you don't know, meta, or uh, meta cuffs are basically a type of cuff that, uh, uh, control, or not controls, neglects their, uh, powers, so they can't use their, uh, meta abilities, but Psyche did not seem phased at all by that. Cause she just took that shit down. Like she, she just totally just removed the cuffs. Like it was nothing. Um, so psych meets Barry have a vision of reverse flash and Savitar attacking him. Uh, but during the second one though, Barry sees all his friends and family murdered by Fereza and floss. And, um, yeah, we can get into the second one later. Um, but after that, it looked like he got stabbed by Savitar's, um, well, at first, Barry was like, yo, fuck this shit, this ain't real, and then Savitar comes along like, bitch, it is, <laughs> and he stabs Barry right through the chest, and boom, commercial break, then you go back in, and like, you're like, damn, he was really stabbed, and so apparently, whatever happens in the hallucination world, uh, actually happens in real life. So, like, if you die, you die in real life. It's like that one Rick and Morty episode where they would go into the uh, ear, uh, the dreams of uh, Morty's math teacher. And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you. If you die here, you die in the real world. So it's kind of like that. But uh, long story short, uh, they meet up with Psych again, and 
uh, she make or he makes them uh, hallucinate that uh, Barry's friends and family and his wife are all dead in the um, in the Central City Police Department, which I thought was kind of weird because I'm like, why would it be in the Central City de- Police Department? Like now I'm kind of thinking it's like, oh shit, is she? Is she just having them, like, have visions or something? Or is this just, like, all, like, this is the one place where he doesn't want people to die because he always thought that would be the safest place for them. Um, But then Killer Frost hallucinates that... uh, And if you guys didn't know, Killer Frost was was kind of a baddie when uh, Zoom hit and everything. And she was... Or even after that, like, she kind of went onto a rampage and she was... uh, or no, this was actually when Sabotar hit. I'm sorry, because, uh, yeah, she became a villain, and then now she's a good guy. But she hallucinates that Caitlyn, uh, they pretty much call each other sisters now, so uh, her sister Caitlyn turned her in for past crimes. But, um, yeah, for some reason, we don't see Cisco's fears. Um, as you know, he became Vibe from the comics, but then he lost his powers, or I, he gave him up. He gave up his powers uh, for his girlfriend when they were fighting Cicada. And then he got his powers back for the Crisis on Infinite Earths event. And then he lost him again. And now instead of trying to wait to find him back, he created... Um, they're called... Uh, he's called uh, Mecha Vibe now. Kind of like Mecha Godzilla. You should see that movie. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. It's a... Uh, Saw last night. It was a pretty good movie. I might do a uh, review on that. Um, but yeah, he now he's uh, fighting alongside Flash and Killer Frost, and uh, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, it was pretty cool. But we never see Cisco's uh, fear, his hallucination, um, which I don't know if it was either uh, a missed opportunity or maybe to add a new layer to Cisco or something that. Uh, we'll probably revisit down the road. Um, of the three deadly nightmares we did see, I definitely thought Frost was the most emotionally effective because, uh, yeah, it, you know, because she's always, she's always just wanted a life of her own, and she finally got one, and she, she's been with Caitlyn pretty much her whole life, protecting Caitlyn, and so yeah, it, she was definitely afraid, definitely afraid. Um, yeah, it's, it's more effective because, uh, later in the episode, probably like one of the last scenes, uh, we learned that the governor sent down someone to Central City to actually arrest her. And we'll probably talk more on that a little bit later. Um, so Team Flash's takeaway is that Psyche is more powerful than any foe they faced, uh, which definitely shakes Barry's confidence because this whole episode was a lot of Barry was like, We've taken down Thawne, we've taken down Zoom, we've taken down Zavatar, we've taken down everybody that we've come across that thought, we've taken down the, we've overcome the impossible. That's what I think he would say. Um, actually, I think he says we've taken on the impossible so many times, uh, but something about these new threats just feel different, bigger, bigger, he tells uh, Cecile. And Cecile is uh, Joe's new wife, and they actually have a baby, and she has a... Um, uh, kind of like telepathy, she can feel people's emotions. That's uh, a big part of uh, her powers. 
and you can just see that everyone's trying to ask Barry what did he see, what happened, and he just said nothing, like absolutely nothing. And uh, also in this, uh, during this time, Cecile, she, whenever Psyche uses uh, his powers, she, uh, Cecile actually feels them and can see them. Because in this season, you kind of see Cecile's powers growing a bit. And for one, I like that. I think what they're doing with Cecile's character is absolutely dope. Um, the only thing I would probably say is that uh, she needs to get her own costume and superhero name. But that's just me. But I, I, <laughs> I think she's just going to be a lawyer. Uh, she's not going to. She's just going to be a help from time to time to Team Flash. Um, but yes, she can start seeing them and. So in talking with Cecile, Barry gets an idea for how to beat Psych, but to do that, they have to put Cecile in Thinker's chair, and I, I really like this back and forth where she's like, um, "How am I going to turn evil? Because that's what they did. That's what happened to uh, the Thinker. He or that's what happened to DeVoe. He uh, he got fucking crazy." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. It's it's all good. And that bitch was crazy for a while." <laughs> um, because uh, the reason they would want to put her in the chair is because. Um, that would amplify her powers and allow her to broadcast an emotion that will counter Sykes' fear. Um, to pull this off, though, Cecile requires Barry to muster all the courage. So um, Barry speeds into action, but falls once again when he gets near Syke, who unleashes his power on the entire city. Um, and in a welcome change of pace, Cisco is the one who actually breaks through to Barry. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Harry Wells and Barry kind of where. Cisco doesn't really tell him to run, Barry, run. But he, uh, I like this, um, uh, the friendship that's been developing over like the last seven seasons. And um, if you didn't know, at the end of, um, right before his avatar, uh, Barry goes back and, or was it? It was something like that where Barry went back in time and uh, changed everything like they did a flashpoint type thing where he went back in time to change or save his mother and yeah everything got fucked up but then afterwards when he he thought that he closed the loop and everything was back to normal his mom was dead his dad was uh dead and everyone thought it was all good he uh cisco blames barry for not saving his brother because uh, he, <laughs> because he wanted Barry to go back in time, but Barry was like, no. And then Barry had to explain that, oh shit, I did go back in time, but I didn't realize all this was happening because in the first timeline, Cisco's brother was absolutely alive and they just, they hate each other for so long and they finally just reunited. So that definitely took their friendship from, turned it upside down and yeah, it was a crazy because <laughs> Cisco was just like "fuck you" and Barry was like "I love you though" and he was like "fuck off." So yeah, I love to see how uh, Cisco and Barry are once best friends now again, and he helps uh, Barry embrace his fear and fight on, uh, allowing Thinker, uh, the Thinker chaired powers to seal to gather Barry's courage and uh, broadcast it to the entire city, which which frees everyone and defeats Psych. Now. This I was a little underwhelmed because I'm like, what the what the hell? Like, <laughs> it's like just straight up, just fucking, not disappears, but she kind of pulls like a Nora Allen or um, 
Is it Nora Allen? I can't remember excess. I'll just call her excess. Uh, Barry and Iris's daughter who goes back in time. And uh, it's a whole other story. I'll explain later. Um, I'll actually probably explain and do another episode so you guys can get all caught up. Maybe um, if you guys would like, uh, uh, call it every week or something, when the new Flash episode comes out, we can go back and review each season of The Flash so everyone can be caught up. Uh, uh, that was disgusting <laughs> but um yeah i don't think that's the end of psych at all i think that was literally a psychic version of her i think that was just an echo of her and uh yeah that would be yeah that would be pretty dope but um so, uh, during the end of, uh, the episode, after Psych is defeated, I'm putting up air quotes. Of course, you guys can't see what I'm doing, but trust me, I am putting up air quotes. Um, Barry's system, uh, just becomes overwhelmed by the same power that hurt the Speed Force. So, he puts himself into the cryopod that was in the beginning of the seventh season, um, to heal. At the same time, the Speed Force awakes and tells Team Flash that both Frieza and Psyche are like cosmic enti- entities, or forces, in other words. That's why I said we'll get back to it later, because that's where they're, they're going up. Sage and Strength Force. And uh, in other words, it seems like as though the show is uh, indeed taking a cue from Josh- Joshua Williamson's a uh, relatively recent comic book arc what, that in, uh, introduced a number of different cosmic forces like the Strength Force, uh, whose conduit is Fuerza, and then Sage Force is Psyche. Like, I've been trying to say this for um, 776 bars for right now. That That's where they're going. They're going to Josh Williamson's uh, comic book arc, man. I mean... Uh, I I just love uh, how uh, devoted the CW is is to try and make I don't know some scenes kind of accurate and and put these uh, different types of foes and villains and all this other uh, canon uh, stories into actual live action and yeah especially how recent they are because I'm pretty sure those that story arc with this. Uh, Sage and Strength Force came out pretty recently. I want to say either 2019 or 2020. And I think that's just very dope. And I love how all this stuff is being adapted into this uh, CW uh, universe. And I just love how they're handling it. it it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, the episode spent a lot of time trying to convince us that these forces, that these force threats are uh, more dangerous than anything we've seen before. Not only does Barry actually say that <laughs> we've uh, we've seen before, but um, yeah, the episode even referenced Thawne, Savitar, Grodd, and the Thinker, and and uh, I was like, oh, they were probably thinking like, oh shit, you thought those were wild? Yo, what's coming next? Won't even fucking compare, dog. And I'm like, oh, that's that's dope. And um, yeah, they just announced or announced announced that uh, Bart Allen will be coming into play. Uh, if you don't know, Bart Allen is actually the grandson of Barry Allen and Nora Allen. But 
Uh, I believe I read somewhere that they're just go- that he's just going to be the son of Barry Allen and Nora Al- or and uh, Iris Allen, um, Iris West Allen actually, and you know you didn't really see a lot of her. She was uh, kind of like uh, that U.S. government uh, or that uh, governor's uh, lackey. I'll say she was trying to look into her. Um, and to, to try and give to her dad, uh, Joe West, because um, she's just like, I have to trust my gut. I don't like her. She, I, I don't think she'd be trusted. And that's pretty much what she did. And I don't know. Uh, she might be uh, Fereza, um, because who knows? Anything's really possible on this TV show now. And um, I don't know. Um, it's definitely better than the sixth season, uh, for sure. Um, uh, I, I think they have the best costume so far. If they have Flash's golden boots, uh, I think that would make the costume complete. I don't really think they can make the suit any better, but they'll probably find some way to make the suit better. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really know how I feel about Bart Allen being the son. I, that kind of gives, I don't know, that kind of, um, Dis, not discredits, but um, undervalues the loss that Iris and Barry received when Excess, uh, their daughter, uh, got erased from the timeline because of the reverse flash. And, and uh, I think what would be better is that if they actually just make it the grandson to end, he was like, oh yeah, your daughter, she's alive now. Like, she's been alive for... Ever since he can remember, at least, because that's his mother. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that would have a great chance to bring Nora Allen back or even an older actor. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just really think that they could have done that uh, a little bit better. But who knows? Not everything you read online is uh, true. Uh, always have uh, more than one source covering it and have at least one proof or a proof of concept of what they're actually talking about is actually real um so yeah i know last week or um my the last episode i was saying how uh we would also go over the supergirl episode that just came out uh on that same day just right after the flash um tried to watch it uh if you asked me what the hell was going on in there i would be like I don't know, man. They defeated Lex Luthor, and now Supergirl's stuck in the Phantom Zone. That's pretty much all I got from it. Nothing really big happened. I didn't really think it was a big... uh, It was definitely underwhelming. And that's it for today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This is episode two, uh, titled Reviewing the Flash. (laughs) I don't know what else... Uh, to put in that title, but uh, suggestions always uh, are good. If you would like to email me at detectivemarvel13 at gmail.com, or uh, if you would like to give me a uh, rating and review, that would be greatly appreciated so I know what I'm doing right and also what I'm doing wrong, and uh, maybe try to fix that and give you guys a better, better experience. So... As always, stay stay safe and Godspeed.